0: So we finally get back in town from the mines and I wanted to go straight to Elmo Fillmore and tell him that we shut the mines down, that he's out of business he can't be treating his employees like that having them work in noxious fumes that are dis- disintegrating their insides and you know, having to deal with evil spider goddesses from times past and, and all that kind of shit it's, it's current year, you can't treat your employees like that and um but i got derailed from that uh, seeing that there was the murderer of our kind of lead suspect and um we had to go investigate the body down in the jail cell turns out it was the little girl from the crossing house and she didn't even mean to do it there was you know some other fuckery going around and anyways where the hell did tom go i mean last i saw he bolted for the cemetery for some reason. Oh, well, I guess you're all caught up. Enjoy the show.
1: So I'm going to start walking back to the tavern, and when I... S- is is Igmet at the side of the tavern? I I, I was picturing.
2: He's uh, actually in back of it. Oh, never mind. But I I mean I w- um, I'll give you that. Maybe you see him walk around the the back of the the back of the tavern, and so you know you'd know to follow him back there if you wanted to, or you could just go inside. It's kind of up to you. I'll go inside and run into uh, Falk.
3: Yeah, don't come see your friend. That's right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Last time you were back there, you investigated piss. I don't want no part of that. That's cold. Would you
0: even know that? Did you guys have a discussion about that? I was back there with him. You wouldn't know that.
1: No. Tom has no idea.
0: Actually, I probably would have told you about it. Yeah, this fucking guy, he was looking at piss in the back of the crossing (laughs) ass there. (laughs) (laughs) He touched it. (laughs) seem real confused by its presence, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the crossing house is a lot less populated than it normally is um You would think that a lot of people in this town are able to count, and so maybe they just don't want to be out late and around other people they want to take their chances with their families or whatever. but there's just a few miners drinking at the uh at the bar as i as i uh explained in our last episode, and Polly is currently working the bar and igmit is out around back andrea is upstairs with prentice and you assume her other sister is as well i don't remember was it you that met uh the
0: last sister or was that Falk?
2: it wouldn't matter if i did i wouldn't have yeah her. that's that's a good point
0: you'd have no idea who sylvia is <laughs> yeah i don't think i met her so it, it probably was him
2: one of these times I'm just gonna have her be standing behind the bar and you guys are gonna be like, Who the fuck are you and why are you behind the bar? <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I walk into the crossing house, I uh have I'm kind of lost in thought and wringing my hands. And then as soon as I see Falk, I walked up to him and I
0: just say, um Well, I'm walking down the stairs and I'm also lost in thought and, and wringing my hands. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, r- I run into Falk and we both fall over. No, oh, I uh, I think
0: we'd have to roll for that.
1: <laughs> on the floor. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh shit. I'm
1: going to l- I'm going to lean against the bar and then when you walk by me I'm going to notice you and I say, "Wish we knew the hour that this is going to take place tomorrow."
0: Yeah, that'd be a really good uh, point of info to know, wouldn't it? Um, what the hell? Why are you so dirty?
3: <laughs>
0: you got fucking dust all over you. Like half your new suit that you just bought is ripped. Like, what the fuck have you been doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to tell him?
2: Oh man. Okay. I think you should tell him the I truth. Just, That's way better.
1: <laughs> I look down, kind of embarrassed and awkward, and I start dusting myself off, and I say, "Oh, I was at the graveyard. The problem is, we don't know if someone's going to wake up in the middle of the night. Do you think we should take shifts?
0: Shifts for what? I don't know. Maybe we should take shifts. We're gonna be the the wake up police, <laughs> like keeping get your head out of your ass, man. Keeping watch." <laughs>
1: Maybe, maybe uh, going on patrol through the town square.
0: Yeah, that that is a pretty good idea. Uh, you know, we still have to touch base with uh, Fillmore, and uh, I think I found out what happened to um, to Winslow. There, uh, the the little girl around, running around here. Um, she said she was talking to a. a, a tall man in a dark coat and he gave her this uh, special salt that he gave her candy um, to put in put in the food that was about to be delivered over there and uh
1: past breakfast Yeah,
0: her breakfast he wears black yeah so does half the people in the town is he tall
1: I don't remember <laughs> oh yeah he was tall cause he's me
2: yeah, he's about your height. Tom's height, I All should right, say. Well, uh...
1: Um, I say... Fillmore, he's a working man. Do you think he's still awake at this hour?
0: I don't think that man sleeps very much. He seems like one of those always-on-the-go guys. Always got some ions in the fire or something. Plus, he sleeps around, so he's probably got some broad up there right now trying to... <laughs> You know, get it in or whatever so I
1: suddenly get really uncomfortable
3: <laughs> Igmit walks in through the, through the doors of the saloon what are you two up to
0: oh not much just uh, you know I think I found out what happened I was just telling Tom here um, little girl says she got like a special container of salt that um, she was paid with candy to put in the food of Winslow And, um, you know, he died from that meal, obviously. And then, um, she had to give it back to him. And then, you know, he ran off and she said he was a, a guy she saw around town, um, pretty regularly. Doesn't know his name or anything like that, but tall guy, dark coat.
3: Well, that's sure specific. Do you figure if we took that little girl around and introduced her to people, she'd recognize who it was?
0: Possibly, but, uh, that might put her in a quite a bit of danger, too.
3: Yeah, well, we'll be armed to the teeth. You know,
1: Falk here was talking about going and talking to, uh, Mr. Fillmore this late at night to tell him about the
3: mine. Uh, I, I don't like that idea.
0: Why not? I'm just staring at Igbent right now.
3: <laughs> here, here, Here's the thing, alright? If you want to tell the richest man in hundreds of miles that he can't continue his business when he's got what like 12 guards up there i don't think i can follow you because i know that man's determination and he don't listen to nobody didn't the foreman have the mine shut
1: down when we arrived we could just tell him it was the foreman's doing
0: I don't think lying to him is really going to be the proper thing because he's going to find out the truth at some point anyway. And I think it's better he knows right when we know that he knows. And so he can't catch us off guard. He can't send some, you know, fucking bounty hunter or some shit after us. Like,
3: All I'm saying is we have this mystery. Why don't we address the mystery? And then we might be able to present... More than just problems to him.
1: Will you tell him about the dragon?
0: We don't know how long this mystery is going to take, and uh, I definitely do not want to tell him about the dragon. Um, I think that would be a huge mistake, because that's just going to, you know, cause him to send more people up there to their deaths. Um, you know, as far as anybody knows, what I what I told the other miners was that it was. You know, a noxious, like, sort of gas leak or something like that. And, you know, I figure I can guilt trip him enough for knowing that there was, you know, some sort of corrosive gas that his miners were getting sick from for for a few days anyway. And, you know.
2: Why don't you guys roll me a perception check? All of you.
1: I am so absorbed in this conversation. I got a four.
0: (laughs) I got a five.
2: (laughs) Eighteen. So, Igmit, you hear outside, um, a little ways off, but not too far, somebody yelling about something. You can't, you can't quite make it at this distance, but you can, you can definitely tell that somebody is yelling about something, and there's another voice that's quite a bit fainter, and you're not really, you're not really sure what's going on.
3: But, but it is obviously
2: yelling, right? Oh, yeah, one of the voices is definitely yelling.
3: All right, um, I take the scattergun off my back and I say, hold that thought, and I run out of the tavern. I'm following him.
0: Yeah, I, I look at Tom real quick and I, I start, you know, bolting behind him.
3: I'll draw my gun. Did y'all hear anything?
0: Well, I didn't hear nothing, but, uh, you know, you got the the, the special Orchias. Well, one of them, at least. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> he's a halfling? No, no, no. <laughs> no because the... he got his uh, shit wrecked by the oh, uh, oh, that's shotgun right. <laughs> sound or whatever. That's right.
2: You guys step out of the crossing house and you see that there is... Now, only Falk would know who it is, but you see that there is a, a tall young man who is wearing overalls and a bright red shirt. And he's currently pointing his finger in Deputy Portnoy's uh, like not not really his face but kind of you know right in his chest kind of collarbone region and he's he's yelling uh, you can't stop me from seeing my pa! you told me this morning that you would let me know what was going on now you need to let me in there and Deputy Portnoy is kind of holding his hands up and trying to defuse the situation, but his mouth just kind of keeps opening and closing as though he wants to put out some words, but he just doesn't quite have them
0: um yeah, I definitely start uh kind of jogging over there, and um
2: I'm just gonna follow Falk, but I'm not gonna say anything
0: um trek
2: uh Trek sees you approaching Falk, and he turns to you and he says, "You let him know I gotta go see my pal
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get you, Trek. Um, and I, I look to, to Deputy Portnoy, and I kind of, you know, like widen my eyes and kind of nod and turn my head slightly to the side. Um, you know, kind of giving him the, the sort of shrug that lets him know I think we gotta let him do this. You know, let him see, and everything like that. And um, he looks panicked.
2: So, uh, De- Deputy Portnoy kind of looks at you and his eyes get really wide. And why don't you make an insight check?
3: Oh,
0: he had his oh, limbs fuck. sawed off. I oh, remember. What was my insight? Um, I don't think it's going to matter. It was only, it was only four on the die, but, uh, four plus four, eight. You get the feeling that, uh,
2: that there's something that Deputy Portnoy is trying to hide, but you can't piece together what it is. Like, he's mouthing words at you, but Trek is still shouting, and it, he's not quite in your face, but he's loud enough and distracting enough that you can't quite make out what Deputy Portnoy is trying to tell you. Um, if either of you guys would like to make an insight check, you can. Either Tom or Igmat..
1: Okay. Oof. Love an insight.
3: Seven.
2: (laughs) We are some insightful people. You guys don't have a firm handle of uh, what is going on here, and so move on forward, folk.
0: All right. um, First of all, track, uh, calm down. Uh, I understand completely. Uh, You know, I lost my sister when I was young. Um, You know, I... What what in the fuck are you talking about?
2: My pa is in there and alive, and he won't let me see him.
0: Uh, i kind of oh, like, <laughs> like uh put my arm behind my like neck and kind of stretch a little bit and squirt my eyes and uh, like kind of do the, the thor thing like is he though like uh, but without actually saying that
2: fucking dude portnoy is full-on face palming both palms just like like you can you can see that you have never seen a person look more frantic and panicked at the same time, and still not be able to to show it in in like a in some sort of like an ostentatious uh, gesture, you know.
1: I look down at the dirt and pull the front brim of my hat down.
0: What? <laughs> now, now, uh, please, Trek. Um, I mean, come in. You know, well, you got to see, but, um, this, this literally just happened.
2: No, he, he just came back. He just came back. He just came back.
0: Um, you know, this, uh, we're going to get to the bottom of this and and we, we got some, some leads on, on, you know, who, who did it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, your paw's gone. You see him
2: storm over to the wall of the jail cell and he just punches it as hard as he can. And you can tell immediately that his hand is broken because it starts it, it, when he pulls it away, it's just crumpled. You know, there's no bone necessarily sticking out, but there's a lot of blood and it just looks ugly. And he doesn't really make much of a sound. He just kind of grunts and holds it and just kind of whimpers there and and stares up at you guys
0: i look at tom like when we see this and kind of wince but then you know look at tom and then look at track and then kind of you know uh twitch my head to the side towards him like you know kind of um like, okay do do your healy thing <laughs> <laughs> i
1: didn't need you to spell it out for me um i'm just gonna walk over and Uh, I'll put my hand on... Your
0: recent insight checks have proved (laughs) that is a
3: lie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I walk over and I put my hand on his shoulder and I say, we're going to get through this as I do my healy thing. It's going to be cure wounds and I can do a 1d8. I rolled a six.
2: It's plus something as well, isn't it?
1: I don't know. Um, (sighs) Plus your spellcasting modifier. Which is
2: plus four. So ten overall? Ten total. You see the bones in his hands kind of knit back together um, and it it, it returns to shape for the most part but he's still nursing it and holding it close to his body and not really saying much. He's just looking down at the dirt and and you can see that there are tears welling up in his eyes but he's clenching his entire face trying to fight it back and
3: Igmit is like Five feet behind Falk, and he sees this, and his eyes get wide, and he kind of whispers, but but like a loud whisper. Tom. Tom, can you do that for my hearing?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just look at Igmit, and I, and I say... If I could have, I would have already.
0: Alright. So, Trek, um, this is gonna be tough to see, um, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, like, punching walls and, you know, even trying to take swings at us, it, it isn't gonna, gonna change anything. And, um, you know, uh, it, it's likely that if your paw wasn't where he was at when this happened, um, there's a good chance that either you or your your ma might have been, um, you know, singled out as well with this. And uh, I kind of put my arm behind his back and kind of, you know, lead him in there with me. He walks with you
2: in, in a slow,
0: catatonic-like state. Right before we yeah. enter the doorway, I, I stop again, and I'm like... This is this is pretty bad. I'm just warning you right now. Um, if if it gets too much, there is there is something I can do to it that that will kind of change your sort of perception of things and, and you know make the the pain go away. But it's it's only going to be temporary. It'll only get you through the moment for about an hour. Then it'll all come flooding back, but uh, you know, if you want me to do that to you, just let me know.
2: I think, sir, that I should go home and get my ma, and maybe, uh, maybe this can wait till tomorrow.
0: I think maybe you should see this first before your ma comes. Is that bad? I, I think you should see it for yourself, and then you know you're, you're pretty tough guy, for for what I gather, even for your age, and um, you know, uh, maybe you should be the one to see it and then make the judgment of whether you mosh it.
2: He nods at you, and he sniffs up one big sniff and, and kind of straightens himself back up again, and uh, nods again, and does a couple of more smaller nods, like he's psyching himself up almost, and then he continues forward with you um, with kind of renewed resolve.
0: And I, I think as soon as we walk in, it's going to be pretty obvious. Uh, oh, I would have figured
2: know. that you guys would have covered him back up.
0: Oh, oh, did we? I mean, I, I would have, <laughs> I have no idea.
2: there are other people in this jail. <laughs> yeah. So that, that would have been like,
1: we might not have, but the deputy would have.
2: Yeah, exactly. So um, Ingrid is currently sleeping in her cell. And Mark Baggio is—he's awake. Like you can tell that he's awake just by the way that he's moving, but he seems to be pretending to sleep for some reason. And then in the in the third cell is the uh, is the sheet.
0: Yeah. So um, and, and like I'm sure, can you tell by the way the sheet is is, is like sitting and stuff that. Is there, like, a lot of, kind of, gore around the sheet and Oh, stuff? yeah.
2: He's visibly shaken already once he realizes, you know, he can count, and, you know, one of the cells is empty, and the other two have living people in it, and so, yeah, he, he's he's already starting to sweat a little bit, and he's, again, screwing up his face, trying to fight back tears, and he looks up at you, and he goes, "If if there ain't no reason for me to look under that sheet
0: I'd rather not that's that's probably for the better um does it everything look you know kind of cleaned up enough for for your ma to come and and see or I'm I'm gonna leave that judgment up to you no I'll go see Dusty tomorrow if if the deputy will
2: and Deputy Portnoy has been kind of shadowing you guys for this entire exchange, and it seems as though this is the first time that he's gathered the courage to speak again, and uh, he says, "Now, here, here's here's the thing. Um, track, y- you can't you can't tell anyone. This is an active investigation and someone in this town did this."
0: I kind of, you know, bite my lip uh, a little bit because I don't want to talk about what I just learned from, um, you know, in front of track or anything. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of hold my words and and let uh, Deputy keep, you know, doing his talking.
2: He kind of looks around at you guys and uh, says, right, I mean, I'm not not trying to be the bad guy here. And I know that I seem like the bad guy and I should have told you this morning but I had to wait for these, these, these men are my only backup that I got for days. And I, I, I'm so sorry, track. I, I, I don't know how we're going to find out who did this though. These, these gentlemen are real good at what they do. And, and, and they are going to figure this out. Right guys. I nod. And the deputy looks at you guys and he says, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna walk track home if uh if that's alright with y'all.
0: Yeah, um that that's fine. Um uh, before you go, uh, just a, a quick question. How how long has uh Ingrid been been sleeping? He kinda looks up and thinks about it and he's like Oh fuck. And while I say it, I look right at Tom and Igmit and like, you know, kinda Give some sort of eyebrow, sort of clue, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> that they would pick up on that. Um, you know, like, you know, we know that when people, you know, sleep at a re- a regular times, then, you know, some bad shit happens and stuff, like that guy at the bar.
1: Not to mention, uh, Tom says,
0: Yeah, as soon as he starts to talk to say something, I, I would have, like, you know, brought my eyes wide and, like, you know, my, um, my eyebrows up really high, like, well, don't fucking say it right now while, you know, the other two are still here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I say to the deputy, um, would you mind leaving the keys before you go?
2: Yeah, but y'all, y'all be careful. I mean, Ingrid ate dinner, but she's been out for, well, it's been a while. And he uh, nods at you guys and Opens up the door and waits for Track to go out first, and he heads out behind him. Should we try to wake her up first before going inside?
0: Uh, I don't know what kind of effect that would have. Um, I mean... What if she's
1: not sleeping? What if the poison got to her as well?
0: Um... From the information that I gathered, uh, the girl was instructed to only put it on on one plate. Um, That's if, you know, her story was was rock solid. You know, I I could be wrong, but I mean, I I figure if it would have affected a, you know, full-grown man of his size um, that quickly, it would have affected her, um, you know, by this time as well
1: um okay knowing that mark's awake anyway i'm going to tap on the bars. what are you
0: guys gonna give me back my fucking leg eh (laughs) oh shit i left that in the mine (laughs) you gotta be you gotta be shitting me no i'm just fucking with you hold on a second and i walk out to uh to donnie and i go and um you know unstrap it from the from the thing and <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> the friggin' backhand, and I just toss it through the bars of the cage to him. You should have offered it to the dragon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he uh he immediately rolls up his pant leg and uh straps his leg on and stands up and kinda kinda does like a little dance for a second and uh looks up at you guys and goes. Now now, how's a feller supposed to get some sleep around here if you guys are all yelling and carousing outside all the damn time?
3: So, um, Igmet walks up to his cell, like, right up next to the bars. Howdy, Mark. You remember me?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, we, we've seen each other a couple of times now, eh? Yeah, and and, I, and... and you shot me a couple of times, and I don't forget that.
3: Well... It might not be our last interaction, if you get my drift. And I look over at Falk and wink.
0: <laughs> I just stare blankly at him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> wait, wait, we're not tell—we're not telling him.
0: Telling him what? I mean, like he probably heard yeah, everything he we likes. were just saying.
3: <laughs> no, no, no—the plan, the the uh. loath. I thought we oh, were- well,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. We... <laughs> I don't think we would. Um. Yeah, you know, Uh. sidebar here. Let's let's walk outside for a minute. <laughs> Jeez, Y'all God.
3: don't let me have any fun, you know that? <laughs>
1: you know, I don't think we'd actually establish that as a plan yet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was planning on it, that's for damn Are sure. Are saying this as we're walking out the door?
2: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't so... know what
3: we're saying. <laughs>
2: It's uh, it's about ten ten thirty at night right now, and you guys step outside, and there aren't really a whole lot of people wandering around the town. Not that there often is at this time of night, but again, the town does seem a lot more barren than it normally would be. But yeah, go ahead and continue
0: your conversation. Yeah. So, what are you, what plan are you trying to tell him? Like. Do you think we should just tell him straight up, hey, we're thinking of sacrificing you to loth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And what do you plan to get out of this, other than just, you know, making him quake in his fake leg?
3: We just tell the deputy that we we think we have a lead and we need Mark Boggio as bait.
1: Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like more incentive for him to try
3: and escape. I don't think we need oh, that. Oh no, we we'd hog time down uh, onto a donkey and uh and take him out there.
0: I mean, it's going to take us, you know, the the whole, you know, next day to to, you know, get back there riding it at, at like normal speed like uh you know, we we got to be here tomorrow bright and early for for whenever one of the next things happens.
1: A desperate man results in desperate measures, and I'm not looking to get bit or kicked in the groin.
3: I'm not saying we do it immediately. I'm saying, how many leads do we really have? I ain't no investigator, but I know that from what you said, folk, we don't have many options, and and maybe... uh. You know, pleasing that loath statue will will stop the troubles.
0: You know, I kind of doubt that. Um, it just seems like, uh, releasing a, you know, elvish spider demon, um, is probably going to make a few more problems. It might fix the, the one problem of, uh, you know, the whole magic field collapsing in on itself or, or whatever, um... Wyatt said, uh, for lack of remembering his complicated dragon name, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I think that's kind of a, a last case sort of um, effort.
2: Roll a perception check, everyone. Perception. Yes, please. Ten.
3: Nine.
2: Sixteen. So, Igmet you hear. Oh, wait. You have disadvantage, and I forgot to give it to you last time. I'm gonna give you disadvantage oh. this time for a hearing thing.
3: I'm sorry, I should have... I should have remembered. No, it's
2: that. not... You wouldn't know. I I need to remember that shit.
3: Seven. So, yeah, I, I doubt I hear it.
2: Okay, then never mind. Go ahead and continue your conversation, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, Alright. I was trying to think about the investigation, but... I I understand. I don't. I don't really know much about these things, so okay. I'll just leave it up to you two. We have time. To I
0: mean, so it's not really anyone we can shake down tonight. Dallas. Obviously, um, gentlemen. You know, I I I think it's a you know pressing matter to go oh, talk Chaps. to Fillmore and and let him know what's Vulcan going England. on. Yes, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call me the Falconator. <laughs> <laughs> no, I <It's> said Falconignit. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> well, would you call me the falconator, please? I kind of like...
1: <laughs> we have time to make a decision, but I feel like we should check on our woman inside.
0: Yeah, um, so... As far as waking her up, how, you know, how do you, you want to do this? I mean... I would
1: prefer outside the cage.
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah, I think that would at least... Um... Well, actually... You know, you never know when she could just uh, run amok. I think the safest thing for everybody is if we wake her up and she's still in there and we're not in there with her. But then also, um, I don't know, we might need to take the, you know, our Baggio out of there if we, you know, if, He'll if be things fine. get all the...
1: I suddenly draw my gun well, and I... shoot it at the ground and it makes a resounding <laughs> kabang.
2: It sure does. Why do you do that?
1: And then I I swing the door of the jail open and peek inside.
2: So, (laughs) when you peek inside, you see that Mark Baggio has his cell door open about halfway, and he's like creeping out. (laughs) And he stops and looks at you (laughs) and goes, and just shuts the door, the cell door
0: again, and like sits back down on his uh, on his cot and uh, goes to
2: whistling a tune. (laughs)
0: So, was uh, was Tom the only one that saw that? I would assume unless you guys all uh, fucking... <laughs>
2: like a- I assume instead you guys are bitching at Tom for shooting <laughs> randomly because
0: that's a logical thing to do. So, yeah, I-, I guess I'll just have stayed there and was yelling at him as, as he walked towards the door. <laughs> well, did you see anything?
1: Gentlemen... We have a different problem on our hands. I throw the door open and Man, I, what's that? I walk inside to the end of the cells and I, I just pull his door open, <laughs> and then I kind of give it a shake back and forth like
2: e-er, e-er. <laughs> he uh, he actually just throws both hands up in the air at the so- at his sides, kind of like a, "what do you want me to do?" kind of a
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah as I as I see Tom doing that I, I walk back in there and I'm like oh mocky mock mocky mock um, gonna need the fake leg back now <laughs> what do you mean eh <laughs> well obviously you were keeping your, your fucking uh, escape kit in there and uh gonna need you to hand that over and um And over the leg
2: (laughs) now let Let me me ask you something (laughs) here here fellas now
0: I cast suggestion you guys
2: (laughs) hold god damn it give me (laughs) the leg (laughs) what's the what's the DC Uh,
0: let me see here Um, the answer is nope oh did he fucking get a 20 he sure did. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, first die Oh no, I did roll for him sneaking and lockpicking. I I take that back. But uh
1: While this is happening, I'd like to I'd like to take a glance at the woman real quick.
2: I'm sure you would. <laughs> she doesn't appear to be stirring uh at all, even though this conversation is quite loud and Mark continues. Now, the way I see it, eh, is that if you guys didn't do a good enough job at searching the leg, that's your fault and not mine.
0: So I should get to keep it.
1: While he's talking, I start unlocking her cell and kind of make my way in in the background.
0: Um, I also turn to Egmet and I'm like, uh, Egmit, I guess go in there and take it from him.
3: I'll take care of it. You go look at Mrs. Fillmore.
0: Try not to kill him.
3: All right, Northerner, hand it over. It'll be fine. Hey, hey,
2: hey! Now listen. Now you listen here, feller. There's no reason for di- for this to get violent, but uh, I will have you know, I I've studied martial arts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'll eat your liver for breakfast if you don't hand it over. Roll an intimidation check.
1: I'm at her bedside right now, and uh, after the intimidation check and stuff,
2: I want to. Uh, touch her and see if I can look into her eyes. All right, so you roll her over, and she doesn't stir even as you roll her over, and right as you're about to open up her eye, her eyelids to, like, look and see what's going on, both of them shoot open, and she screams! Oh, fuck. And, like, starts backing away from you on on the cot, and, <laughs> and she's just screaming bloody murder, and then she kind of calms down after a second when she realizes... I
1: jump backwards and hit the back of the cage and my hat falls
2: (laughs) (laughs) off. And I drop the keys on the floor. Hold on. Roll uh, roll me a dexterity check for when you bend over to pick up the keys in your hat. Uh, I got a six. So you bash your head up against the back of the, the back of this cage, and then you immediately lean over to grab your hat first because you're paranoid about somebody seeing your bald head, and you smash your forehead up on the cot while you're trying to do that. And, oh, fuck. And, 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 why don't you make me a constitution saving throw? Four. You, everything goes black now that you're unconscious, because you just knocked yourself the fuck out. <laughs> I'm so bad
1: at rolling constitution.
2: <laughs> so Tom is laying unconscious in Ingrid's cell. She is, like, backing away against the corner of her cot. And Igna, what is your intimidation check?
3: It was a 14.
2: All right. He goes. I'm telling you, A, You're not gonna like it uh, if I if I gotta use my, my hand combat. You know?
3: All right. Um, I draw my uh, my tomahawk and uh, like hold it back. Like I'm like I will strike him, but I'm not yet.
2: Roll initiative for me. Eleven. Ooh, that's not good, Igman. All right, make me an athletics check.
3: That's a 14.
2: So he, he start, he lurches forward and grabs onto the handle of this tomahawk and he wrenches it from your grip and like tosses it out of the, out of the, the cell, uh, over to the side where, where Kellen Winslow is. And like, he, so he just basically pushes it through the bars and like, looks at you and goes back to having his hands up and is like, come on, Hey, I get to keep the leg.
3: Alright, um, how close am I to him?
2: I mean, you're inside of a small cell, so, like, right on top of him.
3: Alright, um, so I, uh, bend my head down, lift up my head, and, uh, I try and, like, scratch at him with one of my tusks, try and, let me pierce some flesh here. Why don't you
2: make me an attack roll with uh, your unarmored then? So that'll be that'll be strength plus plus proficiency, and a d20. So it's your plus three and then plus three again, right?
3: Yes. Uh-huh.
2: So plus six. So go ahead and roll me an attack roll plus six.
3: So and um, so that's fifteen.
2: So I just want to let you guys know that I did a little bit of research on Mark Baggio, and he actually does do jujitsu. And so that's why I gave him some levels of monk. <laughs> and you go out to try and, and try and headbutt him sort of a thing like it, but it's a real awkward angle because you're trying to use your tusk as a weapon. And that's not something that you've done a whole lot in your entire life. <laughs> and so he, he manages to twist himself out of the way. And then <laughs> does a 17 hit your armor class? Yes, it does. Um... Okay so he quick chops you twice in the throat and it doesn't do any damage to you but you're backing away out of breath like holy shit like you've never seen somebody move like that on you before like you go into Gorum with the tusk and he kind of moved out of the way and just chopped you twice in the throat and you're just reeling from it
3: (laughs) can i close the cell door behind me so we're stuck in there oh yeah absolutely oh shit okay I close the door. Um,
2: That's your bonus action, so you have a movement and you
0: have an attack. Alright. While this is happening, I, I, like, walked into the the other cell, like, sort of sighing to myself, and I'm, like, dragging (laughs) Tom's body out of the
1: cell. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, please
0: don't lock my hat in there. You know it is. You know it is. You don't even have to ask. Oh, fuck.
3: I'll get this leg for you, I promise, fuck. I promise. In
0: fact, I accidentally step on the hat while I'm trying to <laughs> pinangle your body. <laughs> and like in a position to pull you.
2: <laughs> so what do you do, Enigma?
3: Um... I grab my other tomahawk and uh, take a swing Take a swing at him.
2: All right, go ahead and roll it.
3: It's a six.
2: All right, so you swing and he deftly ducks under it, but not the crouching down kind of a duck. No, he bends backwards at the waist and Neo's under that thing. And then he comes up swinging immediately. Oh, Igma, this is... It's gonna be embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> so he comes up swinging and he connects once with your solar plexus and it just launches your breath out of you once again and then the next time he connects with your face and this time you take so you're going to take six points of bludgeoning damage as he uh as he strikes you twice oh, and
3: yeah i should have just shot him <laughs> <laughs> How the, how the hell did you learn how to fight like that, stumpy leg? <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's a monastery up north. Uh, I trained with him. The snowy moose technique. He's, you ever heard of it? <laughs> He's so
0: chipper about it.
3: <laughs> Igmit just shakes his head. and uh,
0: I got an idea, Igmit. Ask him about Star Wars. for the folks at home that is an inside joke about our actual real life friend Mark (laughs) Baggio
3: um I'm just gonna draw my scattergun on him
2: are you going to uh are you going to do anything
3: point it like right at his head
2: okay So, oh yeah. So I need you to make me a constitution saving throw as Mark Baggio introduces you to the Snowy Moose's secret technique.
3: It's not going to end well. So 10.
2: So Mark looks at you and he kind of grins and he goes, you know what my favorite Canadian treat is? And he drills you directly in the nuts with a leg. And he goes, moose knuckles. And oh. you drop to your knees. And you oh. cannot, like, you cannot point that scattergun at him anymore. Like, you are just holding the family jewels and that is it. And he goes,
3: can I keep the leg now? <laughs> Fuck! unlock this goddamn door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think we ever locked it. (laughs) Well, help me out of here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I, um, open the door and, uh, let Igmit out.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I just go and sit down somewhere.
0: Thoroughly defeated. (laughs) So, do the doors open, um, inward or outward? To the cells? Uh, they open outward. Like, towards you guys. Alright, well, uh... (laughs) You know, let's lock it. Um... (laughs) But he's gonna... He's gonna pick the lock, uh... You know, um... I I reach over and, um... Grab the keys when I lock it. um, Then I go, oops! And I break the lock off, or the key off in the lock.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And he looks at you and he goes... I'll tell you what—that's going to make things harder. <laughs> and he goes and sits back down on his cot and, uh, and kind of looks pensively at the ground, like, "All right, now this—this this is a real conundrum." But he doesn't really look broken or even dispirited about it. Like he seems—he seems pretty happy about uh,
3: getting to use his signature move.
0: Oh, uh, you—you <laughs> okay, Igmet.
3: Uh, it's mostly my pride and, uh, <laughs> and my boys, but I'll be fine.
0: Man, that guy, he can, he can really move, can't he? I, I,
3: I've never seen anybody fight like that before.
0: So, um, after we all kind of walk out after that, I kind of um, walk back in just for a second and pull out my, like, sort of notepad that I usually use when I'm, uh, questioning people. Hey, you got the address for that uh, monastery up north?
2: <laughs> <laughs> he laughs and he goes, yeah. And he, he gives it to you. It's in, uh, I don't fucking know. I just made it up right now. God damn it. <laughs> Chris,
0: are you going to wake me up off the floor? I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> I mean, what do I have that can wake you up? I mean, you could just shake <laughs> me. I, I shook you around quite a bit when I was pulling you out of the goddamn cell. Okay, so we're gonna call it. it the city
2: is Natryal, and <laughs> <laughs> Natryal. He goes, just just ask for my buddy Buckle. He uh he works at the Blushing mounty and he'll he'll lead you in the right direction. <laughs>
1: I start to come to on the floor, and I start to mumble. Falk. Falk. Yeah? We need to s- save Fillmore from the one-legged dragon. From the what? <clears throat> the what? The, where am I?
0: You're in the the floor of the deputies.
1: And office. as soon as you say that, everything floods back, and I immediately jump on up and I go, I start looking around and I say, where's my hat?
0: Oh, it's, uh, it's somewhere. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think one of them fighting stepped on it. (laughs) (laughs) It got Peter, it got pretty real in here for a minute.
2: (laughs) Right after you say that, uh, Mark tosses your busted hat down at your feet, like between the bars and (laughs) he kind of laughs.
1: I just stare at it with a sad look on my face. And I pull it through and put it on me. Put it on my head and use the bars to pull myself up.
2: And in case anybody was wondering, he took off his leg for a second and actually grabbed that hat with it. Used it. To... <laughs> <laughs> I swear to god our friend is okay with this. Like we asked him before we did this.
1: <laughs> Once I get myself pulled up with the bars and I have my kind of caved-in hat put on my head, I just look at Ing I look over at Ingrid and I just nod and then I start walking out.
0: So um after Tom walks out, um and and before I'm like out, out of the door, um I-, I cast message to Mark Baggio. To where, like, um, you know, no one else would be able to hear it but us too, And, um, ask him, uh, hey, so, where'd the gold come from?
2: You don't want to know, man. That gold, it was a mistake.
0: I, I actually do want to know. Um, you know, it'd be rather interesting to, to figure that out. You're,
2: you ever heard of the consortium? Consortium,
0: um... I think I've heard you say that before, but I don't remember.
2: They're real bad folks. We've been having nothing but trouble ever since we got it.
0: Oh, is the consortium the, the gang you were from?
2: He kinda, for the first time, you see Marc Baggio look shaken and he says, no, they're like entrepreneurs, but uh, not the nice kind, if you catch
0: my drift, eh? Oh, uh, like uh, organized crime?
2: Yeah, that that that'd be a that'd be one way to put it.
0: And so, I mean, yes, you you took the gold from them, and then they made your your gang's life a living hell.
2: Well, uh, we split up near uh, near Ridgely, and uh, well, we both went opposite directions and tried to throw them off the trail. But uh, then we ran into you guys. Things have been bad. Even without the consortium.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd say they—they were. Um, You know, uh, I'll put in a good word for you. Hey, man, those were some pretty impressive moves there. Um, You know, I I think you definitely earned your leg today. Sorry, you had to bust out the key in the in the lock there. Um, If we need anything else, uh, you know, we know where to find you.
2: Hopefully, I won't be here.
0: eh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good luck. then i that's the last message that i sent i was continuing to walk behind Igmet and tom that that whole time while i was having that uh conversation okay so um i would say that right now it's
2: probably in the neighborhood of like 11 o'clock maybe so you guys have uh you guys have another hour before it becomes the third day
0: (laughs) all right well uh you guys know where I stand on this. I'd like to go uh, right to to Elma's.
3: Why don't we just wait till morning? Because we're just going to piss him off going at night time. He's an old man.
0: I think it would piss him off more if we didn't go directly to him.
3: In my opinion, the
1: more people we
3: have awaken
1: up and bustling today, in the next hour, the better. I say let's wake the man.
0: All right, all right. Two versus I, one. I pat Tom on the shoulder uh, <laughs> when he um, sides with me. There,
1: I I look at him and I say, "It wasn't for your reasons."
0: Yeah, whatever. I'll take a win when I get it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you guys uh, start heading towards uh, the Fillmore Mansion, which, if you recall, it's the biggest building. It's got that giant uh, that giant fence around it. It's a basically a a huge log cabin, um, and it's towards the north part of town. There's a few houses that are out past uh, the Fillmore Mansion, but for the most part, once you get past his house, there isn't a whole lot of the town left. It you get a couple of spot, or you get a couple houses, and then and then his, and then basically just desert. And you do notice that he has all of his guards on duty at night as well and it would appear as though he's making them pull double shifts or something like that but yeah there there are uh, there are three there are three guards on either the either end of this property so it would be either the west or east end and they're kind of they're kind of spread out so that they can see angles around the house as well But it seems like that's really what they're focusing on covering is those is just like the eastern and western like sides of the yard and then just with the way that uh, they're seated they could have crossfires except for the two that are in the middle because of the house being in the way. But the gate seems unlocked and it looks like you could just walk in and up to the house if you'd like.
0: So um, aren't the aren't his guards like all um, don't they all have like black like sort of yeah black clothes black overcoats yes or they have
2: like they have black overcoats on they're wearing black pants the only thing on them that is white are the cotton button-down shirts but they have black vests that obscure the majority of that white as well their hats are black with a little bit of uh red accent um with the strap around it but yeah i mean they wear a lot of black and If there weren't so many torches and things like that lit around this fence area, you would have a hard time spotting them in the yard. It's so dark.
0: Um, I kind of lean towards, uh, towards Tom and Igmit and kind of say under my breath, um, black coats.
1: You go on inside. I'm going to wait out here.
0: Alright, fair enough. Uh, I I kind of did all the, the damage back there at the behind it. Only makes sense.
3: I'm. I I think I'm going to stay out here with Tom too.
0: Like before, before I take another couple of steps, I also um, say like, remember the the guy was tall. I think she said that he had like a big nose too.
1: (laughs) I give him a nod. So, um, the property, it's it's surrounded by this fence.
2: Correct. Yes. And there is just the one gate going in. It's a wrought iron fence about ten feet tall.
1: And the rest is all just a
2: lawn around the building? Or does dirt around the building or whatever? No, it's actually decorative stone for the most part. Mm. There is an outhouse in the back right corner of the property. Uh, You would assume so that guards can use the restroom and not have to go all the way into the house or anything like that. The only thing that is kind of odd is that there is a large tree in the back, but it looks dead.
3: Hmm.
1: Um, how are the guards positioned all around the house?
2: No. So there, there are, so basically the way that it's set up is I'm just going to draw it so that, uh, okay. It can just make sense. Sorry. All right. Let me send you this picture real quick. Uh... Okay. So just to kind of explain to you, um, the house is bigger than that. Scale isn't super important. But the X's are the, are the guards. And the littler square is the outhouse, and then that tree-looking thing is the tree. So
1: there's three guards on either sides of the house. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> um, I'm going to take the right side and start walking towards the back, kind of the corner of the outhouse section.
2: All right, I'm going to just bring Falk inside the house. Cool. Um because Rodriguez is going to answer the door, uh, and he'll... he'll say, Good evening, sirs. Oh, sir, w- what what can I do for you?
0: Uh, not much, Roddy. I need, to to talk to the old man there. I assume that it is urgent. Obviously.
2: You remember where the waiting room is? Uh, I do. He, uh, gestures for you to go, and he heads off towards... If you remember where the study was from, uh, from when you and Igmunt were in here chasing that uh, other Igmet. it's in kind of like the back right-hand corner of the of the building. And he starts heading that direction, and so you assume that Mr. Fillmore must have already been awake. And so I'm going to go right back to Tom and Igmet. What are you guys doing?
3: Um, I'm just following uh, Tom wherever he goes. I'll I'll follow.
1: Um,
2: okay, so Tom, you want to go around the house to the right, then?
1: As soon as I get to the back corner and I see, I assume I see the tree. At least, um, is it worth making a perception
2: check, or is that pretty much what I see? No, you can make a perception check. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Fucking hell.
1: Uh, perception of uh, seven.
2: You don't see a whole lot going on, but as you stare in this backyard for a while. It's very odd that that this entire area is so well-groomed and stuff, and then there's just a dead tree back here. And for whatever reason, it just seems off to you. But beyond that, you can roll a perception, too, if you want, Igmat.
1: Yeah, I will. Do investigation checks usually need a stated purpose, or can you just, in general, do one?
2: Well, if you wanted to, say, investigate that tree, you could move up to it and roll an investigation check.
3: Can I do that actually can we can I walk up to the tree and make an investigation check? Sure, go ahead
2: you can too Tom, if you're gonna search around it
3: all right I don't thirteen uh, I got a fourteen so Igma, you're
2: you're very familiar with tracking and stuff like that and. So one of the things that you do notice that's very odd is it seems like there's depressions in this in this colored stone that lead up and away from this tree. And they seem they seem maybe a couple of hours old. You figure if somebody would have uh if somebody would have uh walked in this area, you know, in the last couple of hours, it would probably stay like that, but any sort of weather would Probably take these tracks away, hmm. Tom. When you see Igmet is looking at that, you also notice it. You didn't quite at first, but when the when Igmet's skilled tracking eyes start to investigate it, and you know he kind of bends down and starts poking around and stuff, you you also notice these depressions. But you, on top of that, notice that the guard, the left guard in the back corner. ...is kind of eyeing you guys funny. <laughs> I give him kind of a wave. He he tips his hat, but... Uh, ...you can actually hear him snort derisively from this distance.
1: <laughs> 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 um, I lean down and I say... ...seems odd that there would be a dead tree back here.
3: It is odd. Uh, there's something fishy about that, that guard over there, don't you think?
1: Well, from his perspective, I suppose it could be something fishy about us as well. But we can go talk to him.
3: You you take the lead. You know how how charming I am. <laughs> you know how charming I am.
1: I head over to the guard.
2: Uh, Make me one last perception check before you guys leave the tree area. I'm going
1: to roll this dice around. I've been rolling
3: poorly. Fourteen. Eleven.
2: No, go ahead and continue towards the guard.
3: <laughs> Stupid. <laughs>
1: um, I approach him and I say, Do you know how old that tree is? No. You've been here a while. On your shift, I mean.
2: Yep. Has anyone else been back here recently? Just the other guards. Did Did you clear wandering around back here with Mr.
3: Fillmore? This here, this feller, with me, he is an FIA agent, alright, and the Deputy deputy Portnoy has given these fellows authority to you stop right there, for,
2: sir. I don't care if you're the Queen of Albion, okay? You need permission from Mr. Fillmore. That deputy, he don't have jurisdiction here.
3: Hell yes he does, and we talked to Mr. Fillmore. He sent us out to his mine.
1: I say, uh, no. What issue would Mr. Fillmore have with a couple of gentlemen behind his building?
2: Probably nothing. I I, I, th- I think y'all should leave.
1: I'm going to oblige him. I'm going to kind of motion to Igmit and start walking back to the front direction of the house.
3: You're, you're going to let that asshole just tell us to, to run off? We didn't do anything wrong.
1: I just smile. And I give another motion.
3: And I follow I follow Tom.
2: Yeah, you guys are uh, out in the front of the house.
1: I'm going to go around to the very kitty corner, corner uh, opposite side
2: and talk to that guard. Uh, hey, hey, man, I'm... We're not really supposed to be talking to people while we're on... You're going to get me fired.
1: I'm sure Mr. Fillmore will understand. This is all part of our investigation. Uh... We've we've already discussed it with them. We have clearance to be here. Tell me, how old is that tree back there?
2: Uh, it, it it's been here as long as I've been working here, and I've been working here for 5 years now. But I mean, it's it looks pretty old.
1: Do you know if there's any sort of sentimental attachment that Mr. Fillmore has
2: to that tree? It, it, you, <laughs> I really don't think you guys should be asking me questions. Like I, oh come come now. There's just a tree,
1: isn't it? Unless there's more to it than just a few branches and some roots.
2: No, yeah, they... right. No, yeah, absolutely. You're you're correct.
3: Can Igmit try and in- intimidate this guy? Can I can I make an intimidation roll?
2: How are you doing that? Like, what are you doing to intimidate him? Like, what are you doing?
3: Um, Feller, what, why are you so nervous about that tree? And I, I get right up in, in his face, like, not even a foot away from him.
2: Alright, I'm going to give you a uh, disadvantage on it,
3: though. Okay, so that first one was nine. second one was nineteen. Uh, yeah, Nine.
2: He kind of like backs away and he says, your breath is really bad.
3: <laughs> well, it might be the cat. <laughs> I, I have a fondness for, for them. they are delicacy in some places. <laughs> oh, fuck.
1: I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get kind of close to the guy too and I'm going to use thaumaturgy to start making my eyes glow a little bit and I'm going to say young man I don't think that you realize who we are and my intimidation check is going to be a 17
2: Uh, who are you uh, listen I'm I'm not trying to get fired but I'm also not trying to get beat up by you guys
1: my eyes go back to normal and I say All we want to know is a little bit of information about this property and that tree back there. And I assure you, it's all part of our investigation to find out what's going on in this town.
2: All right, here's what I'm going to do for you, and this is the best that I can do. I just nod. I'm going to go into that outhouse, and I'm going to write something on the wall. In... In charcoal, and I need you to smear it off after you go in as soon as I'm done. okay?
1: I give another nod, and I back away
2: he um he starts marching towards the outhouse and he tips his hat at the uh, other guards as he passes and he's in there for a few minutes and then comes back uh, comes back out and he's you know buckling back up his pants and stuff and Heads back uh, towards you guys and nods at you.
1: When he gets to me, I I give him a squeeze on the shoulder and I audibly say, Well, I think that's about all that we needed to know. Thanks for your help regarding the best drink at (laughs) the tavern. (laughs) And then I say, You know, I've already had a few drinks. I could take a leak myself. I'm like really bad acting. um, But I start making my way towards
2: the outhouse. You hear him mutter, that fucker's gonna get me fired. <laughs> Alright. I'm going in. You you go into the outhouse, and it's pretty dark when you close the door, but you can make out from the little bit of moonlight and uh, t- torchlight that's pouring in through the... There's like a small hole up in the top of the door that probably just lets the stink out, and that's about it. And... But on the wall, it just says...
0: Fuck the FIA.
2: (laughs) 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 It says, uh, to... To look for the knot on the north face. And pull the handle.
1: Um... Look for the knot... I mean, hold on. I know I'm just doing it right now, but... Just in case... Alright, I smear it off the side of the wall. Do I have... I, ha- I have paper for notes, right? I'm an FIA agent, so I'm going to jot that yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I copy it onto my notes. I smear it off the wall. I, I'll i take a whiz.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then... Metallica
0: uh, sucks where it was.
2: Uh-
1: <laughs> after I'm done, I I kick the door open and head back to Igmit, and then uh, we're just... Going to go towards the front gate, as if nothing ever happened. If you've been enjoying LCP D&D, we would be honored to receive a review from you on Apple Podcast Services, Podbean, or any of the other podcast platforms. Other ways you could support our show are through pledging any amount of money at patreon.com slash lcpdnd, by buying merchandise at sonerdware.com lcp, or by simply sharing our content and telling people about us. But regardless of what you do, we would enjoy having you as a member of our growing community on Discord, where we hang out, post memes, and even host D&D sessions where you could play with us. The Discord link is in our podcast episode descriptions or you can message us on any of our social media platforms and we'll get you in. You can follow our show on Twitter at dndlcp and on Instagram at lcpdnd. Tim, our dungeon master, is on Twitter as Ida Grab Your Gun. Chris, who plays Falk Smolder, is on Twitter as ChrisRileyLCP. Wesley, who plays Igmet Yazi, is on Twitter as Wide Wide Wes. I'm Brian. The player of Tom. And I'm on Twitter as Manly Brian and Instagram as Brian underscore Bridges. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you on the next
2: one. Why didn't you just say instead that, uh, you know, I should start with somebody else instead of, let me just pick out my wizard cantrips real quick. This is interesting radio.
0: (laughs) I can wait till
2: their turn is done.
0: (laughs) At least it gives us time to make fun of you because we haven't really gotten to do that in a while.
2: (laughs) <laughs> that's true we've been so serious and things have been uh kind of dire so we haven't stopped to shit on brian <laughs>